0: Student of permaculture, a patriot to the natural world, and a person who loves the Minnesota State Fair. And behind the scenes is Hunter. Good morning, Hunter.
1: Good morning.
0: Hi. So, uh, did you go to the State Fair this year? I did. And did you like it?
1: Oh, of course. I love the State Fair. <laughs> you
0: do. I love the State Fair. I, I, I just, two million people. I mean, can you believe it? Two million people?
1: I know, wasn't this year a record-breaking year?
0: Yeah, it was like the most people ever that went to the state fair. Yeah. And Minnesota's kind of—it's cool that we have this state fair because we're we're kind of we're kind of the bomb when it comes to state fairs. Oh yeah, <laughs> no,
1: I met some people while I was there that came come and travel each year for it. Yeah, Except from out of state, um, they were from Arizona and some people from where was it? Indiana, some other Midwest state.
0: I love the vibe. People, I, everyone seemed to be smiling. I mean, sometimes. It mis- you know it's it's it, it can be a crowded place too this year but i love the vibe i had a lot of wonderful conversations have, have you ever heard this phrase wisdom of the crowds
1: no i haven't okay
0: well um i guess i just found out there was a tv show about it but there's also a book published in 2004 and it was called wisdom of the crowds why the many are smarter than the few and um and, and it also one of the um facts that this book begins with is that at county fairs, when people are asked to guess things like, what's the weight of an ox, or how many jelly beans are in the jelly jar, the the crowd really does a good job of that, and so um, and, and it, it there's some really fun thinking around that, also that you really need diverse opinions, and how we all come together, which I think is what we need so much right now is how to create this wisdom of the crowds, where we're able to create a, a world that's more kind and sane and, and so at the state fair I was busy interviewing people about how they cook. I specifically asked people people for their lazy good food recipes um, and I had a wonderful range of ideas. Everything from I call it refrigerator stew I go into my refrigerator and I see what's available <laughs> and I make something out of it To I have a schedule and for the next seven days I cook exactly what's on the schedule I print it, it's on the calendar, it's on the refrigerator and everyone knows exactly what we're eating for the next seven days um you know it, it's fun the different ways people do foods um i also learned the perfect way to make a hard-boiled egg and it does not take boiling can you believe that wow yeah <laughs> i was kind of weird it's, so it's called steaming eggs and i gave you one earlier hunter what did you think of that
2: well the shell
1: came off very easily
0: I know, and I, I love double eggs. But every time I've tried double eggs in the past, my shells—it's like they—they kind of look like a, a oh, kindergarten I know, project. A <laughs> But, so later in the program, we're going to learn. Um, we're going to hear a, an interview on how to do the perfect steaming egg from a person who attended the Minnesota F- State Fair. We're also going to learn um, later in the program. We're going to have um, an interview with Citizen Salmon, and he um, he's going to all talk. He's going to talk about sustainable salmon, and he's very very knowledgeable. Someone I just met at the State Fair while we were in the booth. Um, And I'm also going to have a lot of videos, so there's no guest today. We're just going to have videos, and Hunter and I are going to talk about what we talked about with people. Um, And we are going to share recipes. We're going to share recipes about soups, snacks, main courses, desserts. And we're going to be playing these recipes and these interviews from the public. Um, And we want to um, move towards how do we evaluate these recipes for nutrition, ease, affordability, and respect for the living world. So how do... How does eating this way impact water, soil, climate, pollinators, planet, and people? Food nourishes us. Do we nourish food? Um, and I want to set the stage. Um, you know, the state fair began in 18... 18- 54 as a terri- uh, as a as a way to highlight agriculture and encourage farming in the region, um, Minnesota. It became the Minnesota State Fair in 1859, one year after Minnesota was granted statehood. And the land, I didn't know this, but the land Ramsey County donated its 210 acre poor farm to the state for the use of the um, of for use for the state fair. And so um, Food Freedom Radio was in the agriculture ho- agriculture horticulture building and that's a Octangle building built in on it opened in 1947. Um, most people know that as the place to go for the big pumpkins, veggies and seed art. Did you have you been in that building before?
1: I wasn't this year, but I have in the past.
0: Yeah, it's it's a beautiful building. It's, it's a nice free place to go. Uh, there's no charge, and, and you can wander, and uh, they have their biggest pumpkin, and they have the blue ribbons for the zucchinis there, <laughs> and they have a place of flowers. And um, and then uh, they also had, um, often the state fair is associated with your first kiss. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's well like, there's that dark tunnel of love and the first kiss at yeah. the county fair and that ride still going. Uh-huh. Do you remember the name of that?
1: The, uh, uh, the,
0: uh come on.
1: Ye Old Mill.
0: Ye Old Mill. Good job, Hunter. Yeah. Have you done that one before? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that one. And that's another one of those old classic ones. But First Kiss was also at the state fair for something else this year. Any idea?
1: No. <laughs> okay.
0: So there was a first kiss apple um, that was released, and it did sell out early, but it's the first kiss apple. Uh, it was developed at the University of Minnesota. It's based off a Honeycrisp apple, but it ripens earlier, about August 20th. And so um, got to taste that. And the other thing in that building, um, I had a lot of apple cider popsicles. Um, and, and then another wing that I actually found kind of emotional is there's a wonderful wing about bees and honey. And there's so many really sad things happening in the world. I mean, we have less than 1% of the native uh, prairie left, and our lives are dependent on pollinators and bees. And so many volunteers, so many people are working to try to do something that's... um, so that that we're working in in that we're integrated with this natural world. um and I, uh, I I was really I was really moved by all that energy. and people were people were watching and listening, and there was and and they were fascinated by the bees. There was also a sweet sunny uh, from sweet science ice cream, honey and uh, peanut butter ice cream, which was really good. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Christmas trees on display, lots of flowers. And uh, we're going to talk more about this later in the show because we're going to talk a lot about this. The Minnesota Craft Brewers were there. And in, in, in 2005, there were like 26 varieties of beer at the Minnesota State Fair, and five of those were brewed in Minnesota. Today, there are well over 400 varieties, and more than half are brewed there. That was fun. Did you get any local brew beer? Mm-hmm.
1: No, but I did have the the frozen apple cider.
0: Ah, yeah, that was awesome. But I just, uh, I love the pattern, and it's the pattern found in nature, the importance of diverse businesses, not just getting your beer from one big beer company, but having 400 different beer companies, because that just creates um, a more, it creates a living ecosystem, and then, then we then um, food freedom radio was in the common table exhibit, um, and the common table exhibit it focuses on six areas of action: buy local, eat local, grow food, nurture soil, promote justice, and reduce waste. And so they had a lot of facts on uh, on the boards, like um, the average food travels fifteen hundred miles. If you buy an average uh, local tomato, the miles it travels is one hundred seventeen, whereas the um, in the national ones um, would be over thirty. 13- Um, A local lettuce, on average, travels about 100 miles, whereas the um, national lettuce, the non-local lettuce, uh, averages over 2,000 miles. So um, there were a lot of ways we were playfully engaging with people. I'm going to play one tape. Um, On Sunday, Sweetie Pie Project was there, and we asked people to uh, name a song that started with a fruit or vegetable. Ring, ring, ring,
3: ring, ring, ring.
4: That we should get together and sing and sing. Restaurants that also buy local, you're helping
2: support those farms. So, sort of the keep connecting um, to possible ways that we can
5: keep
2: um, promoting a healthy environment.
5: For the earth.
3: We are here talking about pollinator friendly solar. That means solar panels, and underneath you have high-quality habitat,
6: plants flowering, um, habitat for birds, bees, and also for monarch butterflies and other kinds of wildlife.
7: Watermelon wine. That's it. All right, we've got a winner. So that tape
0: gave you a little flavor of what we were doing in the Common Table exhibit. Uh, that was uh, Project Sweetie Pie. We got a winner. So when people uh, came up with a song that no one else had come up with a song that mentioned uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, they they got a, they got a free seed packet uh, courtesy of our dear friend uh, Michael Cheney with Sweetie Pie Project. And then uh, there was also the Strawbell um, Gardener was there. So we're going to play his um, video.
8: Doing it because I didn't have good soil like a lot of people. I had urban construction fill underneath my one inch of topsoil. And so out of necessity, being the mother of invention, I decided to try using decomposed bales of straw. It's the same. And so that's when I started straw bale gardening, 27 years ago. And I've written four best-selling books about straw bale gardening, and I'm working on my fifth one for next spring. So it's become popular not only in the United States, but pretty much over most of Europe. My books have been translated into 19 or 20 languages and, and over much of Asia as well. So it's become real popular as a method of backyard gardening and and essential food production for some populations that that uh, can't produce food during the monsoon season or for other reasons uh, have trouble producing food in their traditional. So tell soul.
0: About yourself,
8: I'm Joel Karsten from Roseville, uh, and I'm a Strawville garden guy. So. So that gave you kind of
0: a flavor. What did you think? Have you ever heard of star uh, Strawbell gardening?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay, so it's actually, um, he had a very popular display. So the display at the common table, he, he makes a... a kind of a low cost it can even be used as a greenhouse but it's an archway and he has the straw bells in between it and the straw bell gardening um you it's not just you can't just put a pot in a straw bell and grow it which is kind of what i thought but you actually have to get the microbes all working right and he's got a complex way of doing it he is going to be a guest um, on food freedom radio in a month or so and that's uh you can get more information about straw bell gardening from Joel Karsten, strawbellgardening.com. and then also at the uh, common table was michael cheney with project sweetie pry insects we like and fresh energy and spark Y. so it was all community and food freedom radio we're going to be talking more about what people thought of their lazy good food
3: It's grilling season, and Vinaigrette has some sizzling recipes to inspire you. How about summertime grilled fajitas? Just create a marinade with our golden balsamic or champagne vinegar, a chili garlic or jalapeno olive oil, and marinade beef or chicken. Add red onions, red, green, and yellow peppers, and throw them on the grill. Or try grilled steak brushed with our truffle or garlic olive oil. Visit us at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior or online at vinaigrettemn.com. I'm Steve Conklin.
1: And I'm Jake Duroff.
3: We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230.
6: Steve, what are we going to talk about this week?
3: This week, we talk about how millennials are buying homes centered around their pets, layoffs in the mortgage market, and the usefulness of the new Satori niche
5: program. Check us out for more information. Email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com.
1: Tune into the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950.
7: Lots of good things come in threes, like three pointers, a triple scoop ice cream cone, and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning's triple savings sale. Just install a new furnace and AC this September and you'll triple your savings to the tune of $2,700. That's right. Get rebates and other discounts for a total of $2,700 in savings. Learn more about Standard's triple savings sale at standardheatingdeals.com. That's standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve.
3: Being a dog is awesome, except when you've really got to go, but you're stuck inside. That's why I had my human call the urban dog. Daily walks, field trips, play groups, one-on-one time, safe off-leash play, and pet sitting. I love being an urban dog.
5: The urban dog works with your schedule and can create a plan that fits your needs. The urban dog. Exercise, explore, socialize. Let the journey begin. Call 651-231-6333. That's 651-231-6333. Woo, woo, woo.
7: Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They've built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and design jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com.
6: in times of trouble mother mary comes
3: to
0: me Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio where we plant the seeds of change I'm Laura Hedlund, and I just kind of want to hear that song a little bit more play. I'm, I'm with Hunter Haas and and we're just talking about letting it be and uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Food Freedom Radio's experience at the Minnesota State Fair and the state fair was just a fun place for people to talk and gather and and share um, and I, I got this one lady. I, she gave me the, the funkiest recipe for um, creamy, lumpy, smoky mashed potato soup. So we're going to hear from her.
2: You know about soup. Soup is a wonderful thing. It's like baking. It shows love and affection. It's, it's nurturing. Well, one day when my husband and I had a restaurant, he was so crabby. He was going off to the bank. He was running the dining room, and I was cooking in the kitchen. So the break came after lunch, and he says, well, he said, we're out of soup. You better make some soup. And out the door he went. So I go to the walk-in cooler, and there's nothing there to make any soup from, except a bunch of pans of uh, mashed potatoes. And we made real mashed potatoes. But I had like big pans of mashed potatoes from the day before and from that day that we hadn't sold out with our hot turkey place. So I thought okay. So I went in the kitchen and I made a big a big roux with some cream sauce and then I took and I put the mashed potatoes in there and then I fried up some bacon with drippings and crumbled it up and I threw that into the soup and some sautéed onions and I threw that into the soup and then I got some uh Smoky ham base, you can get. And I put in a couple of tablespoons of that and I got this big pot of soup. So I go into the bar and I write on the white on the board, you know, because we told everybody what the soup was. I said, Creamy, lumpy, smoky mashed potato (coughs) soup. So my crabby husband comes back from the bank. He goes in, he puts a change in the cash register, and he turns around and he sees this sign. Well, he's not a very patient man. He comes flying into the kitchen and he says, what in the hell is the matter with you? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, who do you think is going to buy smoky lumpy soup? And I said, well, that's all we had. And I made soup with what we had. So anyway, that night we sold out, and the next day I made another batch, and it became one of our most popular. All soup right. soup.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> creamy, lumpy, smoky mashed potatoes.
0: beautiful. <laughs> so isn't she a sweetheart? You know. The other thing that was really fun about this conversation is, you know, we had competing uh, political buttons on in the, that group, but we were just in a really good space laughing about food. Um, what did you think of creamy, lumpy, smoky mashed potato soup?
1: I love her accent. Very
0: state fair <laughs> accent. Yeah, it's, it's like it's very state fair. And I remember uh, there are a lot of good, simple, lazy, good food recipes you can do with – I actually just used the box mashed potatoes. When I was in college, uh, one of my friends made – soup out of, you know, the box mashed potatoes, and she makes it in, like, minutes. (laughs) There's all sorts of different ways of doing it. Have you ever made a soup out of uh, mashed potatoes?
1: Oh, Mashed potatoes, not really, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um, one of the things I love to do, like uh, I, I live with a vegan, and so uh, for Thanksgiving, we will bake a lot of different varieties of potatoes. And that's one of the key hacks is how do we get more variety? Now, it's not just one particular size of potatoes, but try those purple and those blue potatoes and the sweet potatoes and the yam. Just bake them all up and make soup out of them. They, they work wonderfuls for soup. But the other thing I want to talk a little bit is the whole, um, we've talked a couple times about um, bacon and ham. And uh, there's a Rachel Carlson, Carl, Carlson, if people want to get some facts on this, it's Rachel Carl. C-A-R-S-O-N, council.org. And a large uh, pig operations with like 800,000 pigs, they yield 1.6 million tons of waste per year. That's 1.5 times the amount of sanitary waste produced by the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So unlike human waste, the fecal matter is not treated, and it ends up in a football-sized field pit or sprayed on crops And that's causing all sorts of problems. So, the importance of buying from small farms, because pig poop is actually good for the soil. (laughs) You know, it works when it works in a soil, but it's when it's concentrated in those areas, it's not good. So, that's why it's so vital to buy from small farmers, the co ops, the farmers markets, and being aware of. of, of those issues of, of the of the environmental cost of the food we eat so but now I want to go on to snacks so we're going to play the video on snacks
5: uh, sure so an easy recipe I made last night we have a bunch of green beans coming up in our yard so I took the green beans dipped them in a little bit of um, egg and then dipped them in breadcrumbs heated up some oil in a pan and dropped them in
0: Okay, roasted chickpeas
5: with sriracha sauce and cumin and olive oil drizzled on top. And then you right. just have them with like, some sauteed vegetables. Yeah, that's How funny. do you roast chickpeas? Oh, you put them in the oven at like 400 degrees for like 25-30 minutes.
7: A
2: quick recipe that is healthy for all is three mashed bananas, one cup of rolling oats, half a cup of chocolate chips, some vanilla... Mixed all together, and scooped out on a cookie sheet that's covered with oil, and baked until golden brown.
0: Tell me your favorite recipe.
2: Well, my favorite
5: recipe that could be kind of lazy, but I do every time she comes from school, is my banana pancake. One egg, one banana, and um, flaxseed and flour. And that's it. You just mix it up and you pour it on the pan
0: and it's ready. It's super nice. So it's like one minute. Yeah, a one minute thing. Yeah. What do you think of banana pancakes? You like it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so that was, that was really fun. And if I could, uh, I'd love to have a, like a blue ribbon and try out for these favorite recipes. I absolutely loved the pan- banana pancake recipe. Now... Um, Have you ever had a banana pancake? Yeah. 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 I I actually hadn't had a banana (laughs) pancake before. They're good. (laughs) And, And talk about affordable and fast and healthy. So here's how she makes it. She has just one banana which she mashes. And then she uses flax. And uh, Manitoba Manitoba Milling Company, which is now local in Minnesota, they produce this product. And and flax is a wonderful source of omega-3s and proteins. It's very good. Um, and, and so this is a gluten-free recipe. Um, and so you just mash the pancake, put a little bit of flaxseed on it, one egg. Voila. <laughs> That's it. And then she fries it. So she stirs that up in a batter and fries it. Um and I, I actually have never made, on my weekend, I, this weekend I am going to try chick, roasted chickpeas for the first time because I haven't done that before but I often make chickpeas um, from the the bulk bins at the co-op now when you're chopping the bulk bins at the co-op that is actually far, far far more affordable, it's even more affordable than ramen noodles <laughs> really, chickpeas, they're more affordable than ramen noodles and they're great for the environment any type of legume that naturally feeds the soil, so when you're Eating beans like chickpeas—it's it's fantastic. Have you ever have you ever made anything with chickpeas?
1: Um, yeah, a couple times. A couple
0: times. I don't I don't mean to be putting you on the spot so much. Oh, what do you do with chickpeas? But okay, I like eating healthy. I, yeah, and um, so what I'm the, you can eat chickpeas from a can, work wonderful. You can also take the dried chickpeas, um, but do soak them the night before. Soak, and you want your chickpeas, like all beans, cooked really well. So soak the night before, um, and I am eager to check out uh, how to do roasted chickpeas. I'm going to do that. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we got main course and desserts, and we're going to be talking about sustainable salmon and how to steam an egg.
7: Be sure to pick up your copy of this month's Natural Awakenings magazine, a free local guide to a healthier and more balanced life. Each monthly issue includes timely, local, national, and global stories. Learn about alternative and complementary medicine, nutrition, fitness for body and mind, personal growth, sustainability, and much more. Natural Awakenings can be found at Area Health Food Store, food co-ops, and retail locations. More information is available at NaturalTwinCities.com. That's NaturalTwinCities.com.
4: At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off-menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoes.com.
0: Hi, Sarah from Vinaigrette. Farmer's markets are everywhere and summer's bounty is limitless. Try a rustic caprese salad using spring mix, fresh mozzarella, grape or cherry tomatoes, red onion, fresh basil, garlic olive oil, and our 18-year-age balsamic. Or try grilled romaine brushed with Tunisian olive oil. Vinaigrette makes it easy to love your vegetables. Visit us at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis or 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com.
8: This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available.
1: With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Saturday, sunny with a high near 72. Sunday, sunny with a high near 73. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. Break away from the ordinary and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. From elegant to casual, exotic to comfort food and more. Offer some of the best cuisine the Twin Cities has to offer. So support your local business and find a full list at eatlocalminnesota.com.
2: You got
0: to make the morning last just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. So welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and we're talking about uh, Food Freedom Radio's experience at the Minnesota State Fair. And is that the funnest song to play? <laughs> so one of the things, when we were at the State Fair, um, we were asking people... Um, their favorite lazy good food recipes and so we covered some snacks and we covered um creamy lumpy smoky mashed potato soup and now we're on to main course so let's hear um what fairy goers their ideas on uh what to eat recently
4: this is actually a new way of cooking that i really liked Um, spaghetti squash at our farm and I made a shrimp scampi with it which was absolutely delicious so you just put it, you take the spaghetti squash, you put it in the oven at 400 for 20 minutes with a little bit of oil and salt and then you take some butter and garlic heat it over the stove with salt and pepper and put some shrimp in there and voila you're done, it's delicious cool. Yeah. for
5: lazy <laughs> meals usually we just roast a bunch of vegetables from the garden and add some kind of herb leather Rice or noodles, and maybe make a quick peanut sauce
0: with peanut butter and soy sauce and some honey. And we'll put it with it. So, yeah. what, what do you like to cook?
4: So, I work at a farmer's market, and my favorite game to play is I've got $20 that I take every week to the farmer's market. Just buy any random food I can find. And then the next day, I have a house dinner with my roommates, and we make something from whatever vegetables I got. So I've never had a rambutan before, so we had rambutan and lychee ice cream last night. That was super fun. And then um, the farmer's market grower gave me, like, four extra bunches of arugula and this, like, Japanese spicy lettuce. I'd never tried it before, so we made wilted arugula with garlic and balsamic vinegar. That was prime. It was super good. So if you take just something simple like a box of mac and cheese
5: or like shells and, um, some flavoring and
4: you cook that up and it can be in just one of the dollar mixes and then, um, add like some chicken or canned tuna, um, to
5: it. So you're like maybe spending like another extra under a dollar and then add like another can of vegetables to it, throw in a little adobo spice to it or, um. Just uh, chives or garlic's a good add on because it adds nice flavor. We have a meal that went from maybe one meal maybe to all
7: of a sudden like two, three, maybe four, depending on how much you add to it. What's yeah. so pork and dry meatballs? Hamburger, rice, egg. And then you, that's the meatballs. <laughs> and then the sauce is cream of mushroom soup, water, and brown gravy. Mm-hmm. And bake it at 350 for an hour over noodles.
5: So you take any of your leftover meats, like a sloppy joe or a taco meat or a spaghetti sauce, and you slice a a zucchini lengthwise in half. Just scrape out the seeds from the middle a little bit to make a little, kind of a little ditch for the meat to sit in. Put the meat in there and some cheese on top of that and bake it, like 350 for, I don't know, 20 minutes, whatever, to get the zucchini cooked and soft it's delicious
0: Uh, my favorite thing to make is uh, roasted brussels sprouts with bacon so basically you just take a pan and you steam the brussels sprouts in there um, chop them up however you want and then when they're done steaming the water's running out throw a lot of butter in there and then some bacon bits and steak sauce saute them up and you're good to go things you like to cook I do everything from, I mean, we we butcher a beef every year, so we do everything from scratch that way, from hamburger to liver to heart to tongue to steaks. We grill. So where do you get the cow? How do you do that? My brothers uh, have a beef farm, and and then it's all natural. They don't do
2: all the extra shots for growth additives and stuff like that, growth hormone.
5: You know what I do? I take a uh pita bread, I put on tomato sauce, cover on whatever toppings I have, pepperoni, cauliflower, whatever, cheese, jump it in the oven and it's pizza.
0: (laughs) So what do you think, Hunter?
1: There's a lot there.
0: There's a lot there. There. There's a lot of ideas. And again, it's food is so individualized and it's, there's not one perfect way to eat. There's, but, but I, I, there are sort of how, you know, it, it, there's not one perfect way to eat, but again, how do I eat in a way that honors water and soil and pollinators? And that's, that's really tricky. That's really a, where I want to see Food Freedom Radio stretch out in the coming year is that we're, we really focus on, on learning that for ourselves and for each other. But of those recipes, did you have a favorite? Did one stand out?
1: Uh, the meatballs. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking
0: that it was the meatball one. <laughs> I was thinking it was the meatball one. Okay, well, let's go to the dessert one. So now we're going to go to the dessert one. So what is the one thing
4: you cook? I cook puppy chow. It's my favorite thing. What is it? It's uh, crispix cereal with chocolate and peanut butter melted together, and you pour it on the crispix. And then after that's mixed, you put powdered sugar on it, and then shake the bowl, and then voila. You got
2: puppy chow. Uh, dessert one. You buy an angel food cake, and you slice it in half twice, horizontally. Then you spread on sugars on one layer, and on the next layer, vanilla ice cream, and then you frost it
0: with whipped cream and put it in the freezer. That's it. All right. Um, this is another tortilla uh, recipe, but it's very simple and it's a dessert. Very easy, uh, brown tortilla on both sides in a fry pan, uh, spread a little bit of honey, uh, Sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon, and um, you're done. Pretty well done. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not usually a big uh, dessert fan maker, but uh, those sound kind of fun. Have you? Ever, I've never heard of. Have you ever heard of making a dessert out of a tortilla shell? Um, yeah, I've
1: seen it a couple of times.
0: It's, yeah, ever? I, I I haven't.
1: Yeah, it's a. Uh, well, I live by some Mexican markets, so I've seen things there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose to put nuts and all sorts of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I, I want to jump to um, this egg, so that you can actually steam an egg. Uh, that's I'm going to play his video next.
1: How do you cook eggs?
7: Okay, well, the best way to hard boiled eggs is not hard, not boil them at all. Um, bring uh, about an inch of water up to a boil. You're actually going to steam the eggs. Bring an inch of water up to a boil. If you got a steamer basket, that's great. Otherwise, even crumpled up aluminum foil. Put your eggs in the pan, cover it. If you took them out of the refrigerator, you want to go 13 to 14 minutes. If they're room temperature, you want to go 12 to 13 minutes. Shut them off. Then you want to shock them in ice water. Break up the shells right away, get them in the ice water, and they will peel so easy you will not believe it. It doesn't matter if it's a fresh egg, a stale egg, a day-old egg, you will get perfectly peeled eggs and perfectly yellow yolks with no green oxidation from boiling them too long.
0: So, I did that this morning and it worked as promised. <laughs> it was really, very, very easy. Um, it, uh, I have a you have a steamer pan, put the eggs down there, and he said thirteen minutes. Um, and i I didn't bother with the ice baths. So I just put it under cold water. Um, but that's a really fun tip how to how to have all that um, you can make more than one egg at a time. It's a very easy way of making eggs.
1: And it doesn't take any extra time really.
0: No, and it, I don't know if, about you, but sometimes I've had like I, I do the boiled water, and and the egg cracks open and it gets little egg parts all over the water. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. happened to me, and I think I've had a lot of other failures with with eggs because you never like I do it too late, or they get all the yolks aren't quite done. Or, but this steaming way for 13 minutes, it peeled it worked wonderful. All right, let's let's move on to um um to the um. I don't know if we quite have enough time to play the entire tape on the sustainable salmon. Um.
6: How do I cook salmon? I cook salmon many ways. But how do I cook my leftover salmon? My leftover salmon, I usually take the, the bits and pieces, break them into a bowl. Then we add a little bit of green onion, some eggs, some panko. If you have cilantro, whatever's in your refrigerator case at the time. It doesn't have to be specific. Mix it up in a bowl, patty it up, put it in a fry pan on your stove. And your leftovers have become salmon cakes or salmon burgers.
5: Can you freeze
6: that? You absolutely. We do, my gal and I we do it all the time. We're very forward in preparation. So what we like to do is we like the last two weeks have been berries in, in Alaska. So we've been making blueberries and cloudberries, berries, salmon berry jam, all that kind of stuff. So yes, you can definitely freeze them. So
5: salmon are meant to be in the Atlantic, not in the Pacific. Right. You know? They're not native to the Pacific. So when you put Atlantic salmon in the Pacific. And they're aggressive towards the small Pacific salmon and they'll kill the young Pacific salmon.
6: So when they escape from the pen, it's really bad for them. Sea lice, so. can, sea lice can jump from a farm salmon to a wild salmon, but a farm salmon has antibiotics and food dyes and so on and so forth within the salmon. So when that wild salmon gets that sea lice on it, it's almost like being in space and you have a brand new virus that you've never encountered in your entire life, and how do you fight it? Well, there's, with, the, with the salmon culture, there's no science behind it besides, of course, fish and game, but that doesn't help.
0: How yeah. does a person know what's the right salmon to eat for the ecology? Well, first of all,
5: wild, wild Atlantic salmon is always sustainable because Alaska, the state of Alaska. Well, specifically Alaska salmon, salmon that's harvested in the state of Alaska the Alaskan state constitution has in it that the fishery has to be sustainable. So the state monitors that and has very specific regulations about how much you can harvest, what days you can harvest, and they'll shut the whole fishery down if there's not enough fish coming back into the rivers to spawn.
6: They will base
5: that.
6: Yeah. They base that upon what they call escapement. Escapement is how many fish go into the river itself to respawn, a certain number need to get to the top of the headwaters to spawn in order for that fishery to be sustainable and keep coming back in the cycle of life yeah. year after year after year. Yeah. So by taking fish tickets from sport fishermen and commercial fishermen, set net sites in a smaller base, and turning those in daily,
5: the, the fishing sonar, game is able they count to count the fish in the summer coming through the river. To, they actually count the fish so you so that, you know that you know it's sustainable because the state make sure that enough fish survive so that you're going to have the right amount
0: of fish coming back
6: every year. Land-raised versus farm-raised. So a a land-raised salmon would be pens that are on land itself. A ocean-raised farm salmon is a pen that's in the ocean. So if it was to escape from a land, it would land on land, it would go nowhere, unless it was, of course, next to a river. Uh, you look at the Fraser River, for example, out of British Columbia, It was one of the largest sockeye runs in the world for hundreds of years. There are now thirty pens at the mouth of the river that are farm-raised pens. So, if those were to implode, like others that have in Prince William Sound or in uh, Puget Sound and British Columbia, Vancouver, so on and so forth, in the last three to five years, it could effectively and without a doubt, over time, kill off the wild Alaskan runs of salmon of Alaska. Now, what that means for the world's seafood is a complete decimation of what is considered the world's largest wild salmon resource, and that's Alaska. Arguably, Kamchatka in Russia has a similar fishery to Alaska. Recent years have put them in a declination, and that's because they've given, as Russia has given Japan, permits to... So you
0: listen to Food Freedom Radio. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about sustainable salmon and what we learned at the Minnesota State Fair.
8: I'm John Peterson, and at Ferndale Market, we are proud to provide our free-range turkey to local restaurants and natural food stores. One of our partners since the beginning has been Birchwood Cafe, and we're excited to announce a new partnership product, the Birchwood Turkey Burger Patty. Made from their popular turkey burger recipe, using our antibiotic-free turkey and Birchwood's local and organic ingredients. Put an end to bland turkey burgers. Find this and all our Ferndale turkey products at your local co-op or natural food store. Visit FerndaleMarket.com.
1: Fall is an important time to call the window washing and exterior cleaning experts, Blue Sky Services, to prevent seasonal changes and potential winter damage. Look at your roof. Do you have black streaks, blotches, or algae? Don't wait for the cold to have these freeze. Cleaning is much cheaper than replacement. September schedule is filling quickly, so don't neglect your windows, gutters, or siding cleaning. Call 651-447-4484 to book your fall cleaning before their busy season schedule fills, and tell them that you're an AM 950 listener. That's 651-447-4484 or blueskyservices.com.
3: I'm Wendy Jones, Executive Director of Minnesota Recovery Connection, inviting everyone to join us for the annual Walk for Recovery on Saturday, September 15th from 9 to 1 at Lake of the Isles in Minneapolis. People can and do recover from substance use disorder. We need you to help us break the stigma of addiction and show the world that recovery works. There will be a DJ, live music, food trucks, a photo booth, and activities for the kids from 9 to 1, and the walk around Lake of the Isles starts at 11. Sign up today. There is no registration fee. Take this opportunity to invest in recovery and donate to The Walk. Your financial support helps Minnesota Recovery Connections strengthen the recovery community through peer-to-peer support, public education, and advocacy. Most importantly, though, please join us for The Walk and put a face on recovery. Bring your friends and family to Lake of the Isles on Saturday, September 15th to celebrate recovery. To register, visit walk.minnesotarecovery.org.
6: As we head into fall, get your vehicle service done at Rudy Luther Toyota. Regardless of where you've purchased your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is your number one destination for auto service and repair. Routine maintenance or a larger repair, easily schedule your appointment on their website, RudyLutherToyota.com. That's RudyLutherToyota.com. They're fast, courteous, and they get the job done right. And considering my schedule, I trust them. Get your vehicle ready for the cooler weather with a trip to Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394.
7: Be sure to pick up your copy of this month's Natural Awakenings magazine, a free local guide to a healthier and more balanced life. Each monthly issue includes timely, local, national, and global stories. Learn about alternative and complementary medicine, nutrition, fitness for body and mind, personal growth, sustainability, and much more. Natural Awakenings can be found at Area Health Food Store, food co-ops, and retail locations. More information is available at NaturalTwinCities.com. That's NaturalTwinCities.com.
0: learning a lot. Favorite lazy way of cooking? Well, opening up cans and maybe taking out some chicken breast and throwing it all
2: together and calling it good. And then having leftovers for the next meal.
0: Leftovers.
5: Yes. Uh, I think an easy thing
1: to make would be a mug cake because you just you don't need lots of pans like a normal cake. You just need to take a a mug and put co- like flour and baking powder and like an egg and then just a little bit of sugar and then you just mix it together and then you just have to microwave it and it's much easier than making a cake and then like preheating the oven for it. You mean a coffee
0: mug you make a cake yeah. and a mug in the microwave? Yeah. Wow.
7: <laughs> That's cool. White beans to white beans uh, Canned beans, like a cannelli bean or something like that. You mix some molasses, brown sugars, ketchup, mustard, throw in the fruit chives, uh, green peppers, uh, put it all in the oven and bake it for about an hour.
8: It's very, very good.
0: This is another tortilla uh, recipe, but it's very simple and it's a dessert. Very easy a uh, brown tortilla on both sides in a fry pan, uh, spread a little bit of honey, uh, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon, and um, you're done. Pretty well done.
7: Yeah, Hey, Hi, uh, my name is Coco Man. Uh, my lazy recipe is really the word Crock-Pot. I just like throwing anything in the Crock-Pot, but I particularly enjoy uh, sweet potatoes, broccoli and okra, onions, tomatoes, and then either some type of juicy, good meat. And I let it cook about eight to 10 hours, and very good. I usually marinate the meat, and I just let the seasoning from the vegetables, season it up, and I try not to use too much water. I try to let the moisture from the food kind of be my water. That's my easy, lazy recipe. Super easy
5: one. So my super easy one, in the Instapot, you put your chicken breast on the bottom, season it with a little bit of taco seasoning, add your rice and your water, a can of Rotel tomatoes, and then you set it on the pressure cooker for 15 minutes and you let it go. And after 15 minutes, it turns on, you pull it out, and you can either keep your rice and chicken separate, or I usually shred it in all together, add a little bit of shredded cheese and serve it with tortillas and it's like super easy everyone loves it the kids love it and it takes like 20 minutes to make cool and you could use pretty rain chicken yep. and you could use fresh brown tomatoes. rice oh, you could use just your chop up some tomatoes peppers corn whatever you like throw it in there
4: set it to go and you're ready to go just like that so the
0: way of cooking
4: um, honestly it's summertime so all you really need to do is go to the farmers market buy a bunch of fresh vegetables cut them up and then do any kind of vinegar Olive oil, salt, and pepper. Like just enjoying the fruits of the season is the easiest and most delicious way to eat. A quarter cup of popcorn. Put it
0: in a brown sandwich bag and put it on the popcorn setting of your microwave. That's it. That's it, and it'll make it'll fill the whole brown bag with popcorn. And that's a lot better than microwave popcorn. It's cheaper. Correct. It's it cheaper. A- Do you want to add any seasonings or salts or whatever? Yep great Okay. What do you think about cooking? I
5: think it's hard, and I'm still figuring out how to make everything work. When you're a single person, it's hard to cook things for one person. A lot of recipes tend to be for many people, and it's really hard to buy stuff and not waste things. I tend to buy produce and then I don't get to it in time. I eat some of it, and then the rest I end up chucking because it all turns bad, so it's It's a learning process. I usually just buy like fruit and vegetables and I just kind of eat it as is, or I'll get like pork, put it in a pan. I don't really know how to make recipes, so it's sort of things by themselves. So my sides are always like broccoli, but not broccoli in anything, just broccoli. So I'm still trying to learn. I don't know a lot of recipes. Uh, Quiche has been something that I've found that I was really hard to mess up. So I've been successful with quiches. Um, and then the only other thing I know how to make is like pasta, and I don't think that counts as cooking. <laughs> so I'm getting there.
7: <laughs> Hi,
1: an easy thing to make is quesadillas because all you really need is quesadilla bread and also any type of veggies you have and cheese if you want. So it's basically you can put anything on, and it's
2: inexpensive too. Okay. So if you want to make a baked potato, you could just get a potato out of the fridge, get some tinfoil, put the potato in a pan after wrapping it in tinfoil, put it in the oven, and then let it cook. And then when you get it out, it's a baked potato. So your
5: big tip on how to do good food cooking is make a menu, check your cupboards, and then go to the store. And then I uh, also can uh, take my meat out the night before if I need to, or do some prepping if I know I'm going to have a busy evening that night with the kids. So everything's kind of ready to go. So I'm not rushing and wanting to go out to eat at the last minute. You know what it
0: ends up Have fun. I mean, there's a lot of really good ideas in there and some good information. And I just, I liked people just sharing what they were doing with their food. And um, so did you, did something really stand out with you, Hunter? You loved
1: it? Oh, one thing that was funny, I was watching the actual YouTube video and the uh, little girl that was talking about the quesadillas. She only had one glasses
0: <laughs> uh, ear. <laughs> well, and that, so now... But you're
1: so composed during it too. <laughs>
0: All of these videos are going to be on, they're on AM 950's YouTube right now. So you just go YouTube, AM 950, you can watch the videos there. Um, we do um, have a, a webpage, foodfreedomradio.com. We're putting the videos up there. We put them out on Facebook. So, and, it, and it's definitely a wisdom of the crowds. You know, find your own little vibe, see what you like. And um, also, I want to make sure I get into um, some events we've got coming up. Um, Michael Cheney um, told me about jamming for justice on the Upper Harbor and environmental apartheid on the north side saturday september 22nd two to five it's at mississippi mushrooms Um, and the city of minneapolis and the park board they're looking at developing a 48 acre stretch of land on the north bank of the mississippi this is the largest remaining single owner development opportunity along the river in minneapolis this land and the community surrounding it have been plagued by polluting industries that have separated the people of North Minneapolis from the Mississippi River for decades. It's time for a new vision for the Upper harbor to rise up a vision rooted in community and equity that doesn't gentrify that creates jobs for north minneapolis residents provides green space green business opportunities for the north side so that event is saturday september 22nd two to five and also next um next week we're going to be talking about the third annual conference on native american nutrition uh that conference is being held at um, mystic lake Oops. The date is October 2nd is uh, the optional workshops. Wednesday, October 3rd is the conference. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week, the Native, the third annual conference on Native American nutrition. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you for the Minnesota State Fair. Also, thanks to the listeners that stopped by to say hi um, to Food Freedom Radio. Um, and you have an awesome weekend. It's going to be still kind of summery. <laughs> Stay Fair is over, but still summery. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. Bye.